pet Two best friends who love to chat Oh, what it's like to be an ant Those who ant Those who Hello, and thank you for listening to Those Who Ant, the podcast that helps you see the world through ant-colored glasses. I am Auntie Mags. I'm Aunt Pat. And Pat, you look wonderful. How are you doing today? I'm okay. You know what happened? Have you heard the song lately, Old Time Rock and Roll? Have I heard it lately? Yeah. Okay, see, because I thought you were going to say, have you heard the song Lately, which is a song by Jodeci and Stevie Wonder that makes me really cry. But uh, no, the Old Time Rock and Roll, the Bob Seger jam? I don't know who it is, but I heard it recently and it really took me back. And then, I mean, I just, I heard it. Okay. I heard it. And then I started, you know, looking for it on the internet, you know, and you can see so many videos of white people dancing to that song. It's like, um, you know, like the bug light, you know, how how there's a bug light. It's a bug light for, you know, how do we feel about that song? Well, I mean, you feel, I think, a lot differently than I do. It's one of those songs when I hear it, I'm like, I could stand this for about 15, 20 seconds and then... And then I'll change it just because it's so repetitive. But oh, yeah, yeah. I believe Bob Seger and the, and the Silver Bullet Band are the pride of Michigan. I believe. I mean, if you want to count Kid Rock, but I don't think they want to count Kid Rock. Oh, well, oh. I get it because I hadn't heard it in a long time because I think you only mm. really hear it now in settings where there's a guy named Weddings. Gary. Everyone's trying to get yeah. Gary to dance and yeah. they put and they, the old time rock and roll comes on and Gary thinks, yeah. well, I do know that one. And then you get up. And you dance to it. And this song, by the way, means nothing, right? It doesn't mean any. What do you mean? What? what? Okay. Would you would you say that old time rock and roll is kind of a dog whistle for the mayonnaise whites? You pe- yes. people? Oh, yeah. yes. Because we're thinking back to, you know, Elvis or whatever, like taking the music from other people. Yeah. Don't play it. I guess that's what I'm trying to. At first I heard it and I thought, you know, when you hear something and you don't really know why you feel okay. And it just took me back to a lot of times before I was thinking and feeling or knowing or asking or learning yeah. or being better or whatever. And that's what I, that doesn't mean anything what I just said. The song means as little as all the words I just said. Well, yeah, I mean, I was trying to think of the words and, uh, you know, there, there aren't that many of them, but I was like, what is she responding to in this way to this song? Do you have old records that you keep on shelves? It, was there something that you were like, I got to listen to this? Or was it just... I heard it in maybe... What did I did hear, hear it, it in? I don't I know. I don't know how I heard it, but I heard a snippet of it. You know, it just gave you... It was like, um, oh, you know, a, an old candy that you haven't had in a long time. But yeah. then you have it and you feel better for a second. And then you think, why do I feel better? Because this is garbage. And it was yeah. that feeling. Yes. Mm-hmm. You remember the other day when we discovered that we both had that tape from mcdonald's that was the tape of oldies oh cruising to the or with the oldies or to well going to the where the oldies are with in a car it was like a a golden platter why don't they give tapes away anymore people don't listen to them because they don't have the capabilities anymore right i guess that's actually it but boy people didn't know how good we had it there for a while you couldn't get a hamburger without being given some crap you didn't want but you kind of yeah. did that tape was what i wanted that tape was so good what a is little that? darling oh, i think it was little darling um, it's, a, it's just a doo-wop song i think done by white people so not as good they used to have pizza mcpizza there was a mcdlt oh you know what i saw on um oh god what which one was it Twitter's maybe I was on and uh, somebody posted a picture of remember Mac the night it was that moon faced McDonald's spokesmoon the Hamburglar no no it was he was called Mac the night 
and he, and he, he, I don't know why, <laughs> but he was like a, like a half moon. Was he the mayor? No, he wasn't Mayor McCheese. He wasn't Grimace. He wasn't the Hamburglar. He wasn't Ronald. And he wasn't was, that yellow thing, Birdie. Is he the one with braids? No, that's the yellow thing I'm talking about. I think that one's name is Birdie. I don't know. But no, it was, it was. Uh, you know what? I'm going to text Joe's, but, but I want to know if our guest has ever heard of Mac the Knight because it was a play on Bobby Darren singing Mac the Knife. You know that song? You have lost no, me so completely shot, at this stage really? of the game. No, really, truly. As, no, as soon as Joe's texted me back with a picture of this thing. And, but anyways, it was like, if you recognize this, you're either close to 40 or you're over 40. And I was like, oh, no, I do recognize this. You know, a lady never reveals the secrets, but I recognized it. And I don't know why you didn't recognize it, because you are older than me. How dare your accuracy be where it's at? Well, maybe that's, you know, you know what? I'm on the slow decline. You know, that's how you can tell I'm a little older than you is that I don't remember it. Are you kidding me? You don't remember this weird thing? I can't see it. Hold on. <laughs> Zoom in. That's the moon. That's the moon. Yes. And it's a Big Mac. So it's spelled like Big Mac. Oh, I can tell this was a hit. Just how much you're having to explain it. Wait a minute. If listeners, uh, if 15 of you that we can count on, if you know who Mac the Knight is, please email us at those who ain't at gmail.com. And while you're at it, you know what? Would you surprise us? Uh, Like, rate, review, subscribe. Really do us that favor because, you know, we're still trying to undo that one star review that we got anonymously. That we're still mad about. Anyways, I want to hear if our guest has a better memory than you or a worse memory than me. It's not hard to do either one of those, you know? Truly. Well, ladies and gentlemen, mostly ladies, but however you identify, please welcome to the podcast, Aunt Kay. Kay, we are so happy to see you. Oh my God. I am thrilled. I am, what did they say? Like long time listener, first time caller. Oh you know, is that God. what they say when you call in for the first time to your radio program that you like so much? Yes. That's exactly what called they in. say. Have I ever called in? I have. Yeah. I won tickets. I won tickets to see. Yeah. I saw Debbie Gibson where well, she was going <gasps> by Deborah Gibson as she was, uh, um, it was, uh, she was the narrator and Joseph for the amazing technical dream coat with the Osmond generations. No kidding. So there was no Donnie and Marie. No, no, no. It was all unknown But it was Osmonds. all of their Mormon descendants. Yep. That oh, were no. like, now riddle me this. I don't understand this. The Osmonds really took a corner on that uh, Joseph and the Technicolor franchise, right? Yeah. But Book of Mormon doesn't recognize that story. No. Uh, although so, there is so a what, reference to Johnny Osmond in Book of Mormon. Right. No, I'm talking about the actual Book of Mormon. What oh. the religion is based based on oh. so that that whole book is they don't do any of the jesus stuff they don't do any of old test new new test it's all about a guy who had a rock in a bag yeah and all these and people were like his, yeah he used to put his face in the bag and yes. he lost he lost the original gold plates that i love this stuff i love is, this stuff so much and they called it a peep stone which yeah. i just think sounds dirty yeah but anyway the Osmonds are real into that right generational oh, yeah. mormons and, and i'm just wondering and dolls well that's marie mostly she makes that is dolls. marie dolls and weight loss that's her yeah, corner that's her thing okay so what and were you wondering i'm just wondering was that a conversation for the asman family at any point donnie's gonna go deep into this broadway musical reboot but mm-hmm. it doesn't jive with any of our faith with our stuff yeah right i'm just You're wondering right. if 
if the elders were like, Dan, we, I don't know about this. Or if, or if they can look at it as just art. Uh, you know what? This is to separate the art from the artist thing, right? Mags, you hate that. I yeah. do. But maybe the Osmonds were like, we recognize that you and Marie are our ticket out of here. You know, like you are going to make us so much money beyond belief. And so go take this That's job. That's a good call. That's a good no. call because after the, you know, their specials dried up late seventies, early eighties, what were they doing for that family? And then until Donnie was like, I'm going to, I'm going to be a 40 something year old man playing a 21 year old biblical figure from the old Testament. God love yeah. him. He rocked, he rocked the shit out of it. I wish we could look at the timeline because there were two things that I know Donnie Osmond did uh, three uh, in between, right? Or somewhere along those lines where okay. he came out with the single Soldier of Love. <gasps> Remember that? Like a thief in the night. Oh Who my can't? God. I no. have not thought about that song in forever. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to, I'm looking at Pat right now. Do you not remember? No. Or do you? No, you I do remember. not remember it. I don't. I, like I said, I've, uh, something is very wrong. You know, I, I don't have recall. If, uh, that's what they call it. Recall. They don't, I don't have it. I'm going to invite you to be a little bit nicer to yourself because uh, if you, if your brain is not holding on to the Donnie Osmond 1990s radio jam, Thief of mm-hmm. the Soldier of Love. Soldier, Soldier of, of Love. love. Yeah. Th- it could have been okay. called Thief of the Night. Thief of the Night is a great, that's a great title. <laughs> that's the first part of his lyric, right? Yeah. Should I like be on Prevagin or whatever? Prevagin? No. Prevagin? Yeah. yeah. I see the, the ads all the time. No. They must target. They know where I live because I see the ads, Prevagin this and Prevagin that. And well, I got on Prevagin and now I'm, I was a substitute teacher, but now I'm some kind of genius. You know, well, talk you to put, your healthcare provider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ask your doctor if Prevagin is right for you. Are they going to say no? They're going to say no. They don't let me have anything. Yeah, that's true. Your doctors are bad. I don't like your doctors. You should go to my doctor. They want me to go I, quietly I, into the, the into the evening of my life. I think they yeah. just, you know, they're, they're trying to talk me down from a lot of stuff. But I might try to... Does anyone have any Prevagin? No. no. And I, 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 Kay, have you, have you heard it called Prevagin? You know, I think with these, um, with these medicines, it's kind of like ethnic names. You, you got you to just take a swing at it. And yeah. you don't always know until you hear somebody pronounce it. Yeah. And then you can say, my bad. I didn't, I didn't know. Can you repeat it again? And then you say, okay, I got it now. But yeah, it, it, I, who's to say? Because you know those um, drug folks, they're just making up. They're just putting a bunch of letters. Right. They're, throwing, they're literally throwing letters against the wall. And they're saying, what is a word that does not exist right now that we can call this drug? Mm-hmm. So I say, you pronounce it however you want. It's a, it's a word that didn't exist six months ago. So do not get mad at my friend for mispronouncing it. You know what I mean? And That's also I'm going to say, don't take, don't get into the drugs. Okay. Pat, don't get into the drugs just because you can't remember things that simply do not matter. I think that Crescent Moon fella was coming out to alert all of us that for the first time, McDonald's was going to be staying up later. Oh, uh, yes. Is that it? Yes. Because we, I believe we so. It's hard. We have to really think about a time where those things weren't available to us 24 7. You know, there was a time where the television would go off. Oh, and my yeah. nieces God. and nephews are like, what are you talking about? Oh, that is so true. Oh, my God. Try telling yeah, remember? them. It used to go off and it was snow, you know. Yeah. It was, that's what it was. The, yeah. 
the national anthem would play and it would yep. say this concludes our broadcast day and then yep. it would be snow. You know, you, we can't have everything all the time. That's what's getting us in a lot of trouble is everyone mm-hmm. feels very entitled to literally anything at literally any time of day. You know, yep. I was a big, I was, I was, I was one of those people that said, as soon as Black Friday, we can move it to, as soon as they started doing it on Thursday, I said, you know, I don't want to live on the surface of this planet. You know, before you know it, it'll be like, just bring your, bring your fucking food to Target or whatever on Thanksgiving Day. I'm so upset. I'm sorry. I, All right. Take I, a breath. Take Just take a breath. You know, the last couple Thanksgivings I went to, people left early to go to, you know, not this past year because I was alone, but the past couple of years. And they're like, I got to go early because I got to go get whatever the bullshit is that they're selling of the thing. And I thought, okay, you know what? You're right. Someday I'll be dead, but please go. It's always a VCR. <laughs> right. It's always a VCR yes. or a bi- like the biggest television. TVs. You, yes. You ever heard of. And it's or- some measurement that you're like mm. you you do not have the wall space to support right. that i know you don't sit you don't down need and one of those 84 inch curved televisions you. you know what's Thank not you. on sale the brackets and you need that first mm-hmm. uh, in a mm-hmm. level first get the things that you need you gotta put it on the floor what are we animals this really is stirred something up in you and you know what i love to see this pat because you speak in your mind is one of my favorite things uh some could argue that's why we do this podcast is like i feel like i'm like the straight man and you just get to speak your mind all the time and it's my favorite thing in the world oh well you know she she starts speaking and at least at least tens of people are nodding vigorously on the treadmill so. or in their car. I I thank you for thank you both for saying that because you know sometimes Kate you know Mags and I have talked before about how you know your whole life I think sometimes when you identify as a woman your whole life you don't say much because you're worried about you know I want to be nice and I want people to mm. like me and all that mm, mm. and then I really have turned a corner lately where I just say exactly what's on my mind you know it's like my mouth became loosened and things that I think just come out and for good bad or ugly but at least it's different from when I was like in my 20s or whatever right yeah you know that saying <laughs> loose lips sink ships some of those ships need to go down. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Take them down. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say, Kate? Take down. I was going to ask, what, what do, you, do you feel like you're having, you know, repercussions or that? Like, do you feel that you, what's changed now that you've started speaking your mind? Before the pandemic, I wasn't around very many people. And then mm. the pandemic happened. And I have to say, I think part of it is no one can hear me, mm. you know, and and I think that that helps, you know, sometimes I'll be on a walk and I'll find myself talking to myself a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and then someone will yell from the moving vehicle, you know, shut up, you know, I don't know where I'm going with this, um, but it has, it happened, you know, it happened recently. You Somebody know, I think told you to shut up from a moving just a- car. Just apropos of nothing. You were just minding your business and somebody told you to shut up. Someone leaned out. They weren't wearing a shirt. I had been talking to myself just a little bit. Of I didn't know my lips were weren't. moving. Of course they weren't. Go ahead. Right, right, right. Yep. And they yelled, shut up. And, you know, they're pulling away. And then I thought, well, how loud was I talking to myself? But I was just muttering. You know, I didn't know my lips were moving. But wait, but wait, wait. How, I'm sorry. Did, did did they know for sure that you didn't have um, air air hoozles in? Or, you know, like oh, air my kids, my nieces yeah. and nephews all have the things that don't attach. And so they look like they're walking around talking to themselves. They aren't. 
Okay. So who was this gentleman? This time you were talking to yourself. Right. But who was this gentleman to assume that you weren't having one side of of a very important conversation? Well, I got to tell you, I think he didn't care. I don't think he cared if I was talking to my doctor or, you know, uh, my congressperson or myself. He just wanted me to shut my yap. Was it Ron? You know, it. I couldn't tell because it was moving real quick. It may have been what, Ron. What kind of car was it? Was it a Cutlass Supreme? Yeah. yeah. Then it was Ron. And I can't it believe was he Ron. had his shirt off. Unreal. Well, he always, every summer, he gets that kind of sunburn on your... You ever had that kind of sunburn where you clo- your skin sticks to your clothes after you have yeah. it? You get like sun poisoning and then it's crusts over. And every summer it used to be, he'd get one of those on his torso and then he couldn't wear a shirt for like three months. Good. That's on him. That's on him. Yeah. yeah. I, I also, literally I- have never heard of anybody else that happening to. So that's on him. I don't know what idiotic things he was doing in the sun and not protecting himself. But- oh, everything. He did. He does everything. Not you know. He does everything in the sun, and he calls um, sunscreen um, pussy juice. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, I don't. I never liked it when he said it. I think yeah, he meant I'm pussy not. cream. That's if he called it pussy cream. Then at least I get it. But pussy juice sounds incorrect. Say, no yeah. wonder he didn't know what to do with it. Yes. How many, How many bleeps are you going to do? You came in hot with, you started with the F word and then the P word three or four times just now. You are in a mood and I, for one, am here for it. Yeah, it was because I was thinking about wagging my pussy, you know, to old time rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can it. see why that happened. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Wagging it? You know how sometimes when you you just wag it back and forth because you don't know what to do with the top half of you and you're just kind of wagging it. Now, Okay, both of you are looking at me as though this is the most foreign thing. And I have to tell you, I'm not upset, but I'm disappointed. Because you you know exactly what I mean. This, well, listen, is, you know what? this is what you get for not knowing Mac the Night. Go That's ahead, right. Kay. And I was going to say, come to think of it, yes, I've probably been doing that at every wedding and public function with dance music. But I... I certainly wasn't calling it that, and I don't. Yeah, I, think I, I don't know too. if yeah. I'd want anybody else calling it that. But okay, God, well, you know now what? That you yeah. say it. I'm, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. But if you just think about it, you know, because I don't think it's a bad thing to say. I wagged my pussy. I went to a wedding. I wagged my pussy a bit. I came home. I met somebody nice at my table, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I don't know. Well, at any rate, really saying more what's on my mind. You know. Yeah, we. Uh, you know, is it jarring at first to hear that word so many times? Yes. But does it need to be said sometimes? Maybe. Well, and you know? also, why is it jarring? I'm going to ask right. us this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, three mm-hmm. ladies sitting here. Why is it jarring? It's because we have been sold a bill of goods. That is that it is. It's a um, what do you call it? What do you call a term that's a, a like uh, a pejorative term? You know, yeah. it's like, it's not a great thing, right? Okay. Because we've been told as women that anything that has to do with us being ladies is going to be the ultimate put down, or at least that's, yeah. and when I grew up in my neighborhood, you know, anything slightly feminine, you know, what's wrong with you? You run like a girl, you throw like right. a girl, you throw yeah. up like a girl. Wait, what? That one, you should wait, be hold on for that one. I'm yeah. imagining. What, okay. what, 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 did wait, they what is that? Yeah. That? Help us through that one. Yeah. Well, you throw up like a girl. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like a saying, like if you're, if you're barfing on the basketball court or, you know, you swam, you swam real hard at the, um, the public pool 
And you, you know, that feeling where you're just like, I think I'm on a Ralph. So you go over mm-hmm. and you got to get out of the way of the other kids. Yeah. A lot of times the kids would be like, Oh, you, you're puking like a girl. You throw up like a girl. Oh. When I'm like, you know, men and women can both throw up, but just like they can be cops or firefighters or. Oh, so you're right. saying just, just because you throw up, you're throwing up like a girl. It wasn't like, cause I can imagine that like for me, I think that's why you, you kind of try to catch yourself and then you swallow it because you don't want to be seen, heard or felt, you know, right. so you kind of like. You can, everyone knows it's about to happen. And then you kind of do the horrible thing where you kind of bite yeah. it back take, a little bit. You fight take it, it you back fight in. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. You take it I, back in. I wish I had that ability to take it back in. I cannot do that. And you know, I throw up all the time. But the thing is, one time I did it on an airplane and it, it, we were like, I, I was like, just make it till we just make it till we get off the plane. Just make it till we get off the plane. And then the captain said, uh, we don't have a gate. No, and so we're going to be stuck here for 30 minutes. And I was like, well, it's coming now. So I here got up uh-huh. and I ran to the front of the plane and the, the flight attendant was like, you can't be up right now. And I was like, I'm going to be sick. And she was like, oh, go ahead right away. So I went in there and the thing is I threw up and it was not quiet. And it was in front of first class. Like it was that one that's real close to first class. Right. And so as I was walking out, right. I was like. I bet these people paid paid twelve hundred dollars to hear me vomit just now. Great, it was, and I I hope yeah. they did because I don't know why on in God's green earth you would spend that much money on a plane ticket. So guess what? One of the proletariat's going to puke, and you're going to listen to it. Uh, I, I hope you're happy with having your free ginger ale with uh, uh, with a, a liquor in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, Kay, have you I flown? Say. Have you flown first class, Kay? Just out of curiosity. I flew first class on one of those little, um, like a little puddle jumper commuter jet where they're like, oh, you've been bumped up to first class. And you're oh. like, this isn't first class. This is just like the first seat. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? There was no meal. You know, it was a 23-minute flight. So oh, I was like, no. I yeah. wanted the meal on the china and I wanted the fresh baked cookie and all that stuff. And right. yeah, that's the thing. If you're going to sit in first class, you should at the very least get to have salmonella from bad chicken. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. Yeah. They you know, just had like a wicker basket that they passed around with like Smart Pop. Oh, come on. Come on with Smart Pop. I don't understand it. I don't understand why people want Smart Pop. I don't get it. I don't get pre-made popcorn. That sounds so classy to me. A wicker pre-made basket popcorn? with Smart Pop in it. A wicker oh, basket right. with Smart Pop in it. You know, you may not like some of that stuff, but man, whenever I get something free, I don't know about you guys, they're giving out something free. They're giving out keychains. They're giving out fobs. Mm. They're giving out um, lanyards. They're giving out T-shirts from the bank. I got to say, mm. I know if something gets triggered in my brain and I go nuts. So if yeah. someone's passing around snacks like that, even if I don't want it, I put it in my bag. And then, you know, four years later, I'm like, and I don't throw it away still. Oh, you might I, thought that was gonna t- I thought that was going to take a different turn. No, no you I don't, don't throw it away because you might need it. You might be trapped somewhere. Exactly. And then you're like, God, I could use like a 100 calorie snack. I tell you what, you know, you know what? I recently um, purchased a whistle and it's next to my bed. So that Why way, in case, next to your bed, in case something happens and, and the ceiling falls on my head, or oh. whatever, I can just reach out and snag my whistle. Now, I don't know how to get my oh. lips to the whistle. Like in Titanic. Like in oh. Titanic when they were in the water and she grabs the whistle to let people know. Like oh, she's shivering. Yeah. She's shivering so hard that she yeah. can't even get a good sustained note. Yeah. 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 That was killer. But wait, Pat, 
Mm-hmm. Are you worried that someone's going to um, break in and do something? Or are you worried that there's going to be a structural failure in your home? In your home? Oh, what, 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 a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Um, you know, I just feel like because I have a whistle on my keychain, you know, for like run-ups. But the whistle next to my bed. So let's say someone came in to try to do some nonsense. You know, I mean, God, God bless. I think if someone stepped one foot into my home, did a 360, they'd notice that there's very little that it wasn't bought at a flea market. And also to, you know, I don't, I just don't have a lot of things that people are going to fence or whatever. But yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about everything. So I liked, I like the idea that if something happened, I was trapped in my bed or someone, I, you know, I, I came to and there's just someone, a shadowy figure in my room. I would blow that whistle. You know, I would blow and blow. Now, okay. have you told your neighbors to listen for a whistle? No, because they would then ignore it because they'd be like, yeah. Pat's blowing a whistle. They don't, they're, they're not that, we're not, not we don't great. have a good relationship. Yeah, we they're don't. Great. Oh, okay. But if, you know, it's like they say, like, if you're getting like physically assaulted or whatever, don't uh-huh. yell like, I'm being physically assaulted. Please right. help me. I'm a, I'm a woman who needs help. They say, don't say that because no one's going to come because really people can't be bothered. You yell fire. That's so right. not, yeah, not telling people that I have the whistle is my own yelling fire. They can't tell who it is, so they might try to actually help me. Okay, so you're worried that if they hear the whistle, they know it's you and they go, oh, it's past, I don't have time for this. Whereas I thought you were going to say that you're blowing the whistle so often that they would think that it was just a regular whistle blow. Oh, oh, the, like the, the middle-aged woman who played, who played whistle. Yeah. 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 You know, I haven't blown it. I haven't blown it. Cause I know, cause I really want to save it for the appropriate Good. time that I'll know, you know, Good. you know, if you have a whistle, you know, when to blow it, unless you're a child Good. and then you think it's all the time. Yeah. You true. gotta know when to blow it. That's fun. Oh, that would be a good PSA for my whistle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Oh, from the whistle's point of view? You gotta know when to blow me. When to blow me. When no just when. to hold me. Oh, oh good. Now when to, um, gosh, what would I the rest wa- of it be? Well, I think walk away and know when to run still work. We could That's just true. keep those that part and, yeah. and, send, and send Kenny Rogers some money. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I God love rest him. his soul. What? I'm sorry, Pat. Yeah, he's gone. No, he just had oh, all that yeah. work done. He looked so good. You never know when your day is going to come. So go ahead and get that work. I guess so. He spent probably three beautiful months in the sun. I mean, he couldn't be in the sun, I'm sure, with that amount of work done. But no, in the shade. He, in the shade. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to be in the shade. Well, oh, you speaking know, of. Yeah. Why don't you tell everybody how we met? Ah. Uh, Okay. Well, listeners, this is one for the history books because I was just telling this to a friend. I said, I'm going on my friend's podcast. They said, you have friends that have a podcast? Yes. Yes. What's it called? Told them the whole story. They said, how do you know these gals? And I said, well, do you remember about two and a half winters ago when I slipped in my garage and I broke my collarbone? And they're like, of course, yes. And I said, well, remember when I couldn't go to water aerobics? So everybody, I petitioned the YMCA. I said, you know, I've got this big immobilizer brace on the upper part of my body. I can't get into um, the water to do the aerobics. And um, why, you know, why I slipped in my garage, you know, why? Because I spilled Sprite and it froze. And so anyway, I says, this feels discriminatory to me about the water aerobics class. So mm-hmm. can we have a dry water aerobics class? 
Mm-hmm. And what was fascinating, dear listeners, is that my two lovely hostesses right here both had things physically precluding them from taking the water aerobics class. So I hung up signs all around the YMCA. I mm-hmm. says, you know, I love my water aerobics class, Monday, Thursday, 1030 a.m. Can't get in the water right now. Mm-hmm. Small print, I says, slipped in the garage frozen sprite and then i and then i said would you like to join me and i did like a little tear off number thing Mm -hmm. and a lot of people joined i think what the ymca didn't realize is what an untapped community that was people Mm -hmm. that would love to do water aerobics can't get in the water so and yeah yeah, go ahead well i was just gonna say i was uh unable to get in the water at that time because i was on crutches because i slipped outside of the ymca and i was like the least you could do i have a torn quad muscle the least you can do is let us do dry water aerobics because you did this to me you did this to me ymca and they got real nervous didn't they and they said you take it for free Mm -hmm. and i said where's the lady where is it? We didn't know your name at that point. I we said, just call, we called you Poster. Yeah, where's Poster? Oh, like a superhero or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we should have called you the Poster. That's fun. Poster. Yeah, because we, I really, because you had written so much on it, I found myself reading it like a like a novel, the the right. poster, because all the explanation, I was wrapped. Yeah, there was a strong beginning, middle, and end to that post. Well, that I feel great. like. The devil is in the details. And if I was looking at a, a random poster in the Y, I would think, I don't know who posted this. Am I going to show up? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be some weirdo who can't. So I was like, let me give people a sense of who I am. So, yeah. you know, I'm mentioning about the accident. I'm mentioning about missing my hair appointment. I'm mentioning about how long I've gone to the Y. Yeah. I'm mentioning about where I get my favorite recipes. It's kind of, I felt like it was kind of like, kind of, I'll be honest, kind of felt like a dating profile. Not that I was looking to meet a man through this poster, but I got yes, exactly right. what I wanted. I got my aerobic exercises and I got two wonderful new friends. Oh, uh, well, you know... It was just such a blessing. And I thought you really reinvented the wheel. Dry aerobics, just like pool aerobics, but, but you know, dry. Mm-hmm. And I was at a time, the reason I couldn't do it was because I was taking medication where I couldn't let liquids come into my body through mm-hmm. not my mouth. And so it really worked out, you know. Yes. Yeah. You couldn't absorb water. That was right. the force. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, don't let, you know, you've got. You've got several, you don't realize how many points of entry you have mm. and you can, you know, so that was, that was my thing. And I got to tell you, I feel like it, we really hit on something because a lot of people did show up and I, I think they're still doing them. I, think, yeah, I, I think hope so they too. are. Yeah. And they've, they've also, it's opened up to people uh, in the AA community because it's, they could just go and they could be themselves in there. So it's two things. It's two That's things. Wonderful. And, and it's bu- two wonderful things. You know, and I want to say this, you, when you, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Pat, we were reading that thing and we were like, and this is why more people don't go to the bookmobile because all they do is just put up a poster that says bookmobile. If they were putting up posters that had backstory, tell me more, tell me more bookmobile. Why should I be invested in you aside from the books? You know, and yeah. there was no mention who's, of Sprite. Who's running? Who's running the bookmobile? What Thank kind of you. person do you have to interact with when you get yeah. to the bookmobile? Is it a, a secret? Big risk. Yeah. Is it a secret evil bookmobile where the proceeds are going to like, 
you know, like like Chick Fil A. Is it is it mm. like or uh, Forever Twenty One or you know In and Out Burger? Right. Are you are you secretly Christian? And I got to look on the cups and bags. Wait, talk to me about Forever Twenty One. Oh, on the bags, I uh, Josie lo- used to love R.I.P. Forever Twenty One. But if so, I would go in there at Christmas and be completely confused and appalled by what I was seeing. But if you if you would uh, hold up the those yellow those bright yellow bags, uh-huh, and you uh-huh. look at the bottom on the at the bottom where this is like the seam of the bag, it says like. A Bible passage, like <gasps> I don't remember what it was, like John three sixteen, you know, whatever. And uh, same within an out burger. If you t- lift up the uh, the uh, the cup, shouldn't it be right. like Forever thirty three? Yeah, that makes more sense because Jesus would make, make it pass perfect yeah. sense, right? Then that no one's confused, right? Yeah. Then no one's coming in like, can I get poorly made clothing? You know, that's just jarring when you don't know, you know, at least be uh, be open about it. You know, right. unless if you've been real sneaky with Bible stuff that makes me think that you're real, you're sneaky, you're trying to sneak it in. Don't sneak on me. Right. That's not very why Christian gotta, or whatever. Why you got to sneak? Why you got to sneak? That's exactly right? right. That's exactly right. Hit me in the face with it like other people do. So I can say, no, thank you. Yeah, you know what I'm I mean? See, that's, right. that's one of the things the Mormons get right, uh, except for the spread joy. Remember those commercials where I was like, what am I watching a commercial oh, for? And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's Mormons. Oh, yeah. It was all like, um, there's like a girl and she's like doing something really nice for her neighborhood, right? Wasn't there one where she was like, I like to help the old lady next door. Are we talking like Oh, wait, there was, no, that I believe was a Kohl's commercial. Uh, oh. But this is the one where it's oh, like. Oh, it was, it was. She was hanging up lights. She was hanging up Christmas yeah. lights. And stuff. Yeah. What about it, the Clydesdale it, one? No, that was Budweiser. Okay. Yeah, that's a beer. Okay. That's I love that. Was, I, I love that one. Oh, God, those horses. And I know I said that. When they bowed to 9 11? They bowed to 9 <gasps> That commercial sent me over. And wasn't it during yeah. the Super Bowl? Yep. So I was already, I was already like up to here with emotion, right? I'm already like at an 11 with yep. like, I'm about to cry at any moment. And then they bring out that beer and I'm thinking, okay, of course, we're going to talk about beer. Of course, Mm -hmm. Super Bowl. But here comes the Clydesdales. Is that what they're called? Yeah. The Clydes, they they must be named for the man who found them, Clyde, I'm assuming. Could you imagine the look on his face when he saw those giant horses for the first time? Oh, maybe he was with also a friend named Dale. Dale. Oh, Clydesdales. Can you imagine the story of those two? They're out. By the way, do do the horses know it was 9-11? I don't understand. What kind of, what what understanding do the horses have? I'm going to say, I think animals know. I think animals know when we are hurting. I think they know when we have tumors. I think they know when we're about to have a natural disaster. Now, riddle me this. Did they go from St. Louis to Ground Zero? I think they just turned. You know what? You know what I just thought of is that the I believe that the the national anthem was playing. Right. So they took a knee way before Colin Kirkpatrick or whatever. They knelt down. And nobody had a problem with them. So if a horse protests peacefully, I can't tell. I forget. Did people have a problem with the horses? I don't think so. I think people were really moved by it. See, that was back. That was back when we were like, we like the flag. We're down with this. We all. And then 
now we're just all over the map. I see a flag, I get very nervous. I'll be oh, it yeah. makes me so exactly. uncomfortable. I'll I'm get like, very nervous. It feels like when I see someone and they've got a flag on or they got a flag up or whatever, yep. I cross the street because I do not trust that energy at all. You know, I've been very satisfied with some of the things that I've experienced living in this country, but I have to say it feels very hateful to have a flag out right now. Yeah, and it better it be the one with all the colors. Like Meg showed me the one the with right the right ones. Yeah, yeah, it has a it has like an arrow on it, and the arrow's brown and black, and then it has yeah, all the other yes. colors in there. That's the flag. That yes. makes me feel at peace. But the other one feels very and pointed. Now, if I had told you, if I said, "Hey, gals, twenty five years in the future, you know, we're back, we're back, we're back in the uh, you know late eighties, listening to Bob Seger," and I, I say, "Hey, gals, there's going to be a day where we're going to be on a ladies' road trip, and we're going to be riding maybe a little outskirts of a town." And there's going to be uh, a farm that has a huge barn. Mm-hmm. And on that barn, the whole side is going to be a flag. And I say, I says to you back then, and it's going to make you nervous instead of proud. What would you think? You think I, I lost you, my goddamn mind. Yeah, I would tell you, we got to get you to a doctor because you haven't some right? spell. Yeah. Because it used to. Do you remember the movie, Sally Field? And she had married, I don't know who. She'd married a man, and they went to his country of origin. And then they got, well, I don't remember most of the movie. I don't remember at all, but I is can remember. Is this the Manchurian Candidate? Because yes, I've never seen it. I think it is. I think it's related at not least. Not Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, may, that's, maybe that's it not was. Mrs. Doubtfire. Did he take her to, did he take well, she, her? Well, he she took he she took the kids. That might be it. Because it's that, okay, listen, Kay, maybe this is it. At the end of Mrs. Doubtfire, she looks over because somehow they've been saved, and she looks up, and there is a United States flag blowing, and I cried. And I was very young, and I cried because I it had been drilled into me. Do you know that we were only we're one of very few countries on earth where in school you have to pledge your allegiance? Mm. Excuse me, why are we making nine year olds do something they don't know? Why don't you let them decide if they're going to pledge their allegiance? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. But that the same people will say, "Well, you gotta raise a child with faith," because these people that say let the child decide, they're not going to grow up and decide, right? So. I had religion forced down my throat. I don't do it anymore. I don't do it anymore. And when I like, I like to look at those people. I say, how'd that, how'd that work out for you? You had me, you had me believing in a bill of goods that I no longer subscribe to. Remember those Olympic opening ceremonies a couple years ago? And we saw all the people from China drumming together and we were like, whoa. Uh-oh. Okay. I remember people saying, "Uh uh-oh, like the drumming meant you think they drum good. Dot, dot, dot. Get a load of this. Yeah. Right. Oh my yeah, God. I you know think- what I just realized? Don't for- put a pin in what you were just going to say. Cause I will forget. I want to connect the Mormons to China. Are you ready for it? Donnie Osmond was the yeah. singing voice of Chang in Mulan, American Mormon saying, let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. Remember? Okay. And, then an insult- oh, and then it gets better. Cause it's more insults about women. Did they send me daughters when I asked for sons? You W-O-W. That here's here's where we are. Here's our invitation, ladies. We're this is a new time. When when did Mulan come out? Five minutes uh, ago. It was released to video in 1999, but that's not long enough for that story. Right. That is, but it dismaying. still holds up. That's dismaying. She in China. 
Mulan? Yeah. I've never seen She's that one. China. Okay. Oh my this God. Killer, it's so good. I've never seen it. It's so good. Should I rent it tonight. Yeah. I mean, aside from like the story is good. Although, can I tell you something? I, I do love Mulan and I root for her because uh, in the, in the movie, she's really the only one who's like not doing her thing to get a man or to fall in love. She's like trying to save a father and all of China. So like in that respect, Mulan is a great movie. I'm sure. I mean, they cast Harvey Feierstein as one of also one of the uh, the Chinese <gasps> men. They did. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. And just like Jafar in Aladdin. Jafar is a British man. But, I thought you know, oh, this was before he started perverting. Which one? Who? Harvey. Oh, I don't before think he, he per- remember No, he no, no, no. Remember no, he no. jizzed Harvey, in that plant? He put his jizz in the plant? <laughs> no, Harvey not Weinstein. Weinstein. Uh, Weinstein. The guy who was in Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, my God. Everything's connected. He was Everything in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep. And he wrote Kinky Boots, which our friends, uh, Dylan Doe, they got married during uh, Kinky Boots. So everything is, you know, it's Shut a thing you say, up. Pat. Yep. Okay. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. But anyways... You were going to say something. I told you to put a pin in it, and I hope you did, and I hope you remember. I, of course I didn't. I was riveted because you went, oh, and then you had, and I knew it was going to be good, and who cares? if This is what I always say. If it's good, I'll remember it later. And even if we're done with this part, I'll call you both. I'll, I'll oh, three-way call you, yeah. and I'll say, this please is do. the thing I was going to say, and you guys will be like, who cares? And I'll be like, exactly. I mean, I would never say who cares to anything you said, and I don't think that would either. That's true. It's true. Now, are you still um, in a very contentious battle with your neighborhood uh, watch association? The short answer is Y-E-S, okay? Because I'm sorry. Maybe the listeners can chime in on this. They probably won't, but I hope they do. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope they flood the the, the mailboxes and then oh. I can come over for a glass and and you can read them to me. Yes. But oh my god. We would love that. What? Yeah, me too. Okay. Even if nobody emails, let's do that. Twist Absolutely. our arms. You know. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I have a glass of wine yes. with you. Oh god. Right. Don't twist mine because I still have residual pain from my clavicle yeah, break. They can't set oh. it. it no, they can't. Feel on its own no, they time. can't. Yeah. And guess they put what? It on I backwards. was not. I was not young when I did it. So they were like, oof, these bones. They probably cared less to be more cautious with you because let's face it, older women are invisible and they don't, Thank they you. don't matter. Because they, they look at somebody like me and I'm not a hundred years old, right? I'm not going to blast my name out here to the public, but I'm not a hundred years old, but you walk in and th- these 20 somethings in the hospital look at you or in the ER and they look at you and they're like, mm, par for the course. Like, mm. Mm, we see this all the time. Whereas if I was 26 and I was like, I slipped on frozen Sprite in my garage, they'd be like, whoa, that's a crazy story. They'd be like, oh, no, that's just- sexy. Tell it slower. Oh, exactly. you spilled some- yeah. Did you slide on your tits? Did you, exactly. you know, whatever? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when, I, when I walked into the ER after I tore my quad at the Y, somebody yelled, uh-huh. dead man walking. And I was like, I what? There's other sick people in this ER. What are you doing? Was it Ron? They think, oh, God, it might have been. I didn't even turn because I didn't want to give anybody the satisfaction of letting them know they hurt me. He but loved he, to hang out at ER waiting rooms. He loved yep. that. You know, when I couldn't find him, you know, sometimes because other women would say, oh, you know, uh, my husband's, you know, he's out and about and I'm worried that he's cheating or whatever. Ron was cheating on me, but he's, he was also hanging out at the waiting rooms at the hospitals because if people fell asleep, he would um, take their picture and then... <laughs> Don't even tell me. No, no, he would take a picture and what? 
He would know. He would, he would, if he was at, when he was at the ERs, what he would do is he would go and he would leave because he had, he was doing all that landscaping. So he would give out his card, his landscaping card to people. Because oh. a lot of the people in ERs, they say statistically 98% of people in an ER are there because they fell off the roof. Did you know that? No, I knew yeah, like a sense. lot of people were there because they got uh, like a vending machine fell on them. Oh, I bet that's the other two. I bet that's a very vocal 2%. But Ron yeah. told me 98% of people are in there because they got up to clean the gutters or yeah. whatever. Or maybe and... they were changing their gutters. Maybe they were mm-hmm. changing all their gutters. That's right. We did hear about <gasps> that. Yeah. So Ron... Ron is like, you know, he's like a gutter chaser instead of an ambulance chaser. Oh my yeah. god. In more ER. way than in more way than one. He chased <laughs> yeah. tons of gutters. Yeah, that's what we used to call all the girls that he cheated on Pat with. That yeah. Bastard. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, it I would say that if he did yell dead man walking, that's because I used to scream, Hey, how many gutters have you put your filthy dick into? God, god bless that her. Son of a bitch. God bless her. So, so your neighborhood watch. You know how in the in the in the in the wars in the World War One and World War Two, the soldiers used to get trench mouth. He probably had trench dick. That makes sense. Anyways, to me. yeah. What's the deal with your neighborhood watch? You know, we went from a Y E S, and I want to know oh. what W H Y. Okay, as the kids say, my bad. I thought I could move into a neighborhood and then decide to watch along with everybody. Okay. Uh-huh. Little did I know you have to get, I don't know what, deputized to be a part of the neighborhood watch and probably some secret, you know, basement something or other in somebody's neighborhood basement. Hmm. What? Now, let me ask this question because I feel like I might be able to help in this situation. Yeah. Now, you know, you really took it literally, which is something I also like about you. So you thought that you would sit just and watch your neighborhood. And that was what it was. I okay, so I might be old school. You tell me, but I, when when I was growing up, it was up to everybody to watch the neighborhood. Like, yeah, we were all looking out for each other's kids. I had you know a bunch of moms because everybody's like, you were supposed to be home forty five minutes ago. Your mom's looking for you. Your mom called. Your mom's looking right. I saw your mom driving around station wagon. Get you got to get home. So this is where I come from. And I guess now everybody wants to be all, you know, hands off, privatized, you know, not on my watch, all of that, because I move into this neighborhood and I want to get to know people and I want to sit out on my, um, on my property, PS, on my property. Mm -hmm. And maybe I, that's where I have my glass of wine at night and I watch what everybody's doing, the coming and the going. And I made one comment to one person. I says to my neighbor who lives two doors down, his name is Dan. I think he's very nice. But I says to him, two nights ago, I was out having my Pinot and I saw a van I did not recognize. And it was driving kind of slow. That's all I says. And the next thing I know, I hear from Lydia who lives on the right side of me. Lydia says to me, that Dan's wife, Michelle, says to her that Dan and the neighborhood watch guys don't appreciate the fact that I'm like making reports of my own. And I'm oh, like, I'm sorry. Thank you. Excuse when is having shit a out conversation of you. with right. my neighbor about a neighborhood I care about? When is that making a report? First of all, you guys have a report. That's weird and next level. But because I am not officially a member of the neighborhood watch, 
they did not appreciate what some might call idle gossip. I would like to say, hey, this van was giving me the creeps. Does anybody know? Is this somebody we know? Like, I'm sorry. I, I grew up at a time where kids were going missing left and right. Every other yeah. day, there was like... Oh, uh, the 70s. You know, I really felt like, oh man, was I ever on anyone's radar? You know, I know that's a terrible thing to say, but yeah. did anyone just have their eye on me? It's just something sometimes I think about right before I fall asleep. You guys, I want to say just real quick, Kay, do you think they had a problem with you reporting the slow van? Or do you think that they have a problem that you put that like duck hunting booth up in your tree in the front yard? Well, probably both if we're, okay. if we're getting down to brass tacks. Probably both. I think it's For called me, a blind, isn't it? It's a blind. Yeah, it yeah. Is, is that what it's called? I think. Yeah. Oh, look it's at you guys. I love yeah. that for you guys. Yeah. You didn't know that that's what it was called? No. I, I got taken to a date there one time right out in the woods. Shut up. Did he have like hors d'oeuvres and like a drink or something? Please say yes. He had, you know, those very long Slim Jims? Yeah. The big yes. ones. Yeah. We shared oh one God. of those. That's like butter. I ate one long Slim Jim with a man in a blind, and I thought, well, this is it. This is definitely how I die. But he was very gentle, and he just didn't know. He didn't have social, you know, he didn't have what he called social aptitude. He didn't have that, mm. you know. Was he a, a hunter, or was he just up there? No, he was living there. It had been his uncle's blind when he had been a hunter, and he was, he called it stationed there. He may have been in a militia now that I really think about it, you know. I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. You have to be really careful nowadays because this whole thing, it used to be a sport. And that's why I have the duck blind up in my front yard is because yeah. it reminds me of my peepaw. But now uh, people look at it and they say, wait a minute, just like the American flag, right? Yeah, right. It, now you see camouflage out and about and you say, wait a minute, I used to see camouflage. And that meant that you were getting in your truck and you were going to drive about an hour north and you were going to do some hunting whatever right. pheasant deer whatever right mm -hmm. yeah you have your permit it is within season god bless yeah and now now i'll admit it i see camouflage just out in regular time and i'm like who what what sort of you know leap from reality are you a part of and yeah. where are you training this weekend to yeah where's your compound rubber? Uh -huh. yeah. Oh my yep. God. Is that the truth? I got to tell you, you know, Kay, obviously we're on your side here because they're wrong, right? Because they are wrong. Ever since 9-11, and yes, we're back on that somehow, but ever since 9-11, I've really taken to heart. If you see something, say something. So yes. what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to take our new, our new kind of like, you know, if they're going to rewrite the Pledge of Allegiance, it should be like, if you see something, say something like that. That could wait. be a cut. Okay. We don't sing that one. Oh, I do. I pledge. You don't sing it? Okay. Well, I've been doing it wrong then, but I thought it was a song. Or, oh, I thought maybe we were just all very bad singers. You're thinking of the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, that's the one we sing, right? Oh. Yes. Pledge of Allegiance is hand over heart. I pledge allegiance to the flag oh. of the United States of America. Yeah. So I guess like... Uh, what I'm trying to say is if I guess if I rewrote it, I'd be like, I live in this country where everything is exploding. And if I see something, I should say something because mm -hmm. you know what? The infrastructure plan is not, does not go far enough. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it was a van. Okay. 
So mm-hmm. all I'm looking for when I mention this to Dan is for him to say, you're new to the neighborhood. That is Salvatore's van. And he has mm-hmm. a siding company uh-huh. and he drives it at home at night. And sometimes he's low on gas. So he coasts up. I don't know. There might be a perfectly logical story yeah, right. that yeah, I'm not on. privy to. You're right. You're totally right. P.S. In what world? P.S. Dan, you have four kids. Okay. Yeah. I don't have kids living with me. I am looking out for your kids. So mm-hmm. now I just question everything. I'm like, well, what is the neighborhood watch doing? Guaranteed. I am on their watch list. Guaranteed. It's very stressful. I may have to move. Oh, well, one, I will help you move. You know that. I love it. I love it. I really do. And two, you are crazy that way. I like to feel sore. You know, I like the next day when you really felt like you did something and I feel so sore. And then you have a bruise on your shin and you're like, oh, right. I hit my shin on the stair or whatever. Can Mm -hmm. I ask a real quick question? Because usually I forget everything. Like we've proven already on this podcast already today. Was the A-team escaped pedophiles? Is that why they came around in the van? Why they were always driving that? No, that's like the one instance where they were good guys. That's right. Even though, were they were they good? Well, they were like renegades. Number one supporter of moms, Mr. T, was uh, was in that. And he, he couldn't do a thing wrong. You know, he was my first crush. What was his what? name? B.A. Baracus. B.A. Baracus? Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of, I bet a lot of ped- pedophiles think that they're renegades. That, but the not. 80s was a confusing time for Vance. My mother still hates Lee Iacocca. Now, why is that? Is it did Chrysler because come out with a real nice van, or what? what what's going on there? Oh, uh, it was because my mother had a LeBaron that you, if you parked on any kind of incline up or down, you couldn't get out of park. So I had to push it. I had to push it so it would get out of park. Oh my God! Lee like Karate Iacocca. Kid. Oh. She'd be like, "Pop it now!" Yeah, here we go. And she would push it. Yeah, pop it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was actually non-communicative, so there were several times I did almost become run over because I kept trying to check in and saying, please let me know when the car has left park, and she would kind of forget because she got excited that we were moving. Yeah. But, yeah, she, hate, she hated him. Laia Coca. True story. My grade school principal was a very attractive, let's say, late 40s, early 50s-something woman. After I left that grade school, years later, guess who I found out she was dating? Richard Simmons. <laughs> oh my God, was it? Was it Dick Simmons? It was not Dick Simmons. I want you to think oh. about the story you just told, and I want you to guess again. Guess Mr. who was dating? No, the story after the eighteen. Okay. Um, and before Lee Iacocca. Ding 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 ding. She was dating Lee Iacocca. I I, I don't have any more information after that. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they got married. You know how they say a lot of CEOs are sociopaths or psychopaths or whatever? I think that's, that's, you know, I hope for her sake that she didn't because I think that's a criminal element to the American auto industry. And, you know, these is lawless. It's like the old West. This is a good point because let me ask this. Did we know any of the other CEO names in the 80s of car companies? Uh, Gunko? Gunko? Oh, that documentary that Michael Keaton was in about the car yes. industry. Yes, oh, Gunho. Gung yeah, yeah. Huh? Gunho. 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 You're saying the same thing, but just if two different ways, like uh, like Prevagen. medicine. Thank you, Prevagen. <laughs> yeah, could not remember. Prevagen. 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 Now here's something I thought of a lot just now when you said it. Why do we call it grade school when you're in a grade at every stage of school mm. and you get grades? In every school. We used to call it grammar school. Why did we call it um, Black Friday? (laughs) 
I actually know the answer to this. Oh, do tell me because I felt that was felt very almost racist because I didn't understand it. Tell me what it is. Right. Okay. okay. So as, as you guys know, I got my accounting degree. So to be We're in the so black. proud of you. We are Thank so you. proud of you. So the, to be in the black means that you don't have any debt, right? You don't want to be in the red. If you're in the red, that means you're, you're carrying some debt, right? Pat, are you all right here in this? Well, it's very triggering. Do you want to talk about it? We, we don't have oh, to. Oh, but... you know, that is so nice of you to say that. I never want to talk about it. Yeah. I just want to, you know, my credit score, I, I want to see how... Is it still I... in the single digits? No, it's negative. Remember, I'm trying to see if it gets back to zero. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah you were trying to see if it would go all the way back around. I like think that's in, how it uh, works. Ferris it can't Bueller. just keep going lower. Well, I, you know me, I still think that you should sue about that timeshare. I know that you dropped it, and I don't know why you dropped it. I mean, I know we're all friends. No, I don't want right. to talk out of school. You're right. I don't want to talk out of school. I don't want to start a beef on this. It is mostly, you know, it's it's very damp. Um, yeah. So it's hard to move. It's going to be hard to 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 get out of. But I appreciate it's underwater. you. Both. Yeah, it's, it's under full water. And she sent me pictures. There's a whole family of gators in there now. A whole well, they got family. rid of the, they chased off the yeah. raccoons. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. I guess that's good. I'd rather have raccoons than gators. Because I just saw a video oh, of some, you know, some people live in Florida because it's like, that's their life. But it was like this giant gator was like hiding in the front yard of somebody's house behind a bush. Nope. Yep. Nope. It was so big. And then it like gets up. And it just starts creeping and it's no. looking at the two people filming it. Sorry, get in your house, lock the doors and windows and please call animal control instead of filming this gigantic gator. Thank you. And they were like, well, this is Florida for you. And I'm like, no, no it doesn't have to be. Leave. No, it doesn't. And that's why you need to live in a place that freezes in the winter so that yeah. well, animals like that can't thrive. Yeah, but you got to get a heated garage. And I've said that because we don't want any more slip and falls. Oh, I know. It just feels like such a luxury. It Can does, I afford yeah. it? I mean, I know. I know we're talking. Don't ask me. About money. I know. I know. I know. Because I'd heat Again. everything. If I could heat the grid outdoors, I would, you know. I yeah, mean, same. when will I learn the answer is probably not, you know, accept yourself as you are. Well, so in the black means you do it okay. In the red means you're not doing as okay. Exactly. And that's where Black Friday came from? Yeah, because the companies were like, we need to get right with God before we roll into the holidays and start discounting everything for people to do holiday shopping. Mm -hmm. So they they try to push all their old um, merchandise. Inventory. Yep. And they, they deep discount it so that they can get ready for the Christmas hulaha. And so mm -hmm. they like say, everybody come and every like, you know, Bees to honey, or what? What's that phrase? Mm -hmm. Like a moth to a flame, burned by desire. That's oh no, jam, like a like a jam. Like a moth to a flame, burned by the fire. My love is strong. Can you feel my desire? Can you feel my desire? Yeah, I was listening to Pr Pleasure Principle just today. I love that one. That's a oh, great yeah. album. It has the best first line of a song ever. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, you might think I'm crazy, but I'm serious. Love that it. It's a great line. I, I feel like that, that should be every woman's yeah. motto. Oh. Pat, before mm -hmm. you go on a rant, yeah, uh, uh, yes. you might think I'm crazy, but I'm serious. But I'm serious. You... Oh, like like the fact that we have enough toasters. Yeah. Exactly. They're done. Well, Stop exactly. it with the technology. We've done well, it. I mean, why? Speaking of Black Friday, they're like, come get this toaster. It's $2. You know what? We are, There's plenty. I don't know anyone who doesn't have a toaster. Stop yeah. making them. Let make people use up what they already have. I have a toaster. Yep. Use it until, you know what? Use it until it can't even be repaired. And then and you're allowed to have want. another toaster. They want you to believe that your toast can get even better than it is. 
I doubt like, it. My, your toast can be better. And I'm like, my toast is fine. The process is light, almost burning the, your food. I'm, I think mm-hmm. I can accomplish that without a new technology. Thank <gasps> you so much. Yeah. Wait a minute. Can I tell you something I learned on Facebooks? Please. You, did you know this? Tell me if I'm real dumb. Did you I would, know that? Wait, the, huh? I would never, I would never tell you that. Thank you, my friend. You're never okay. dumb. That's why. How about this? Uh, tell me if I'm real silly. Okay. Because okay. I, on Facebook's somebody that I know from, um, high school posted, um, like one of those, you know, those articles I'm usually like wary to click on. Cause I'm like, is this an ad? And it's like 28 things that you can do to say five minutes in the morning or whatever. Oh, anyway, what were they? What were they? Why don't they, I didn't post, I didn't click on it. Cause I'm oh. always afraid that this is like a Russian spam thing or something. Oh, I'll look I'm it gonna, up. I'll look it up. 28. Yeah. Just Google it. 28 things to save at least five minutes in the morning. Yeah, maybe Josie okay. can do it. Okay. But you know, one of them is yeah, going we'll to get a new it. toaster. One of them is going to be getting a toaster oh, and it's going to set you off. Set me off. So she links this thing and it's like things you bet you, you wish you knew, but you never did. Like it's one of those real catchy titles. And so I look mm-hmm. at it. One of the things is, and I'm wondering if you all know this, that on your toaster, when you turn the dial right to a number, that's how many minutes it's toasting your toast. It's not a dial, like a fan, like, I want it darker, so I'm turning it up to six. I want it lighter, so I'm turning it down to one. Those numbers are how many minutes it's toasting your toast. Did you know? No. Why? I just figured on a scale of one to 10, how dark do you want your toast to be? Thank you. I thought it was all interpretive, like a beautiful dance. It is a timed event, and that's what those numbers represent. That feels like violence, and I'm going to tell you why. Because you know what? Any moron... You know, if it said minutes on there, then we all get it and we've moved on. I had assumed that there's scientists out there who were the dial had meaning. And now, see, I'm very upset again. I, I hate, I, I feel like a lot of people are trying to fool me into the, you, Pat, you don't know stuff. You don't know. There's a whole experts who do this. And the reality is I could have used a timer, which I have, by the way, which I've had for years and years and years. And I've never needed a new one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unbelievable. Do you want to hear something real cute, Joe's did? Yeah. Okay. So my mother bought a grill. For what reason? We don't know. You know, the last grill she had, a family of mice lived in there and we had to throw mm-hmm. it out. So the other day she buys a grill and, uh, you know, she calls me and she's like, can you come, uh, can you come set this grill up? And I'm like, uh, no, I, I can't. Unfortunately, I, I had already made plans. Can you wait until tomorrow? And you know how my mother is. She will not wait. If she's got something to do, she'll get, once she gets it in the head, the other day she came home with four sales signs and I was like, what are these for? And she was like, I want to sell my car. I thought of it this morning. And I was like, all right, let's take a pause. Okay. But anyways, she I needed to put this grill together, which if anybody knows my mother is a hilarious thought. And she didn't have the right wrench. So she calls my sister and she's like, Gina, can you come over? I got to put this grill together and I don't have this right wrench. And my sister says, I'm going to send Jose. So Josie's coming from softball practice. She's in a little practice uniform. She's the cutest goddamn That's thing adorable. I ever saw. And she brought a little friend, Lauren, who everybody calls Low. It's so cute. And the two of these teenage girls assembled a grill for my mother And it was, I don't know if we're allowed to say this anymore, the blind leading the blind, but in the cutest way. Oh, you can say that. You can say that. And don't interrupt them. It's like not waking a sleepwalker. Don't tell them. Let them do it. But what if they're heading for danger or something? Yeah. You'd want to. And this is the thing Pat has. It's like, Pat, you have to remember 
that you, you remember how we were saying there were some uh, blind members in the audience and you thought that the theater should allow deaf people to be on stage so that the blind people didn't feel alone. I still feel that way. Which is wait, an interesting wait, wait. statement what? to make. Pat, go ahead wait. and explain it. Oh, well, if you have blind people at a, at a production, like a theater production, let the cast uh-huh. be deaf, at least dyslexic. You know what I mean? Just to even it out. There's some stuff, I don't know, there's some stuff you don't know. That feels fair to me, making blind people, what, just stare near other people, just listening. I mean, turn on the radio, you know what I mean? So that's just my personal thought. And let these deaf people, you know, can you imagine how hard it is when you're a deaf actor? And God bless, because you've never heard human voices and you're like no one will hire me because i have that deaf accent so you get a bunch of blind people who are so happy to be out of the house in a safe spot and you let them you know listen to a bunch of deaf people who all is that funny that they all have the same accent is not that wild it's not a regional thing i can't believe we let you go this long on this you know, sometimes you have unchecked power and we got to There's got to be checks and balances here. We got to stop this. I don't know, you know if that's true about if it's it's not regional because I've never been to Europe, but I bet in Europe they're deaf sound, you know, sexy. I don't even know what to say at this point. I don't even know what to say. You know what? Well, think listen. about it and write it down and send it to me later. I will. Oh, I I'll think there will be both. plenty of people writing some, something down about this and sending it yeah. to you. Okay, well, that is my worry. prediction. I would worry if we had an audience. But we, we have like 15 people and we love them. By the way, if you were listening to this and you thought deaf people can't be actors and blind people shouldn't be audience members, you can see yourself out of this podcast. Oh, particularly, yeah, absolutely. This was this a trick to weed people out that don't see eye to eye with the two of you? Because it worked. I was oh, very yeah. worried about where this story was going, but you were lulling people in mm-hmm. to say, yes, I believe these people should be feeling other. And then you say, slap on the wrist. Oh, yeah. There's and it's also exit. just, yeah, it's also just how I feel is that the pe- blind people should go to the theater and deaf people should be actors. But I'm just saying, you know, in this case, it just flattens the curve. Everyone's having a good time. So the blind leading the blind. And you're right. Okay. If I'm, if they're I wish heading- I'd never said that. I wish I'd never said that. I wish I had thought of something else. Cause I, I just feel like we're not supposed to interfere with them. You know what? Let them do it. Let them. This isn't like your mail carrier. Okay. This is a different scenario. If somebody's about to walk into traffic, cause they, what if they're going to a crosswalk and that beeping sound that's supposed to happen doesn't happen. Yeah, that's when you get a deaf person to go in their accent. Beep, beep, beep. Is that in the infrastructure bill is is helping people to get jobs now? And I'm saying in the shade. I'm not saying in the full sun. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say, no, it's not in the infrastructure bill. Is that what you think the problem was? (laughs) Yeah. Is this where you think we have fallen down as a society? It's not with like high-speed internet or trains that can ferry us from one state to another safely. It is that we are not putting people that are differently abled together for similar artistic experiences. Yes. And is the problem that you think would solve uh, people who are hard of hearing from, from having to work as crosswalk guides, the heat? Yeah. You're like, we need to give them an umbrella. These are government jobs with good benefits. That's what I'm saying. This isn't a, this isn't some low wage. This is a, this has job security. You're going to get dental. Oh, excuse me. I don't even have to be deaf to sign up for this. Sit out in the shade. And Actually, then I think you're saying that you do. 
I'm highly confused. I think you're saying the whole purpose of this would be to give people that have hearing impairments. Mm -hmm. Take us to your happy place. Take us to your nieces and nephews. (laughs) I should have pulled the ripcord on this a long time ago. Take us to your happy place. Take us to your nieces and nephews. Uh, Okay. For me, right? If I was going to describe, and I might get a little emotional when I do this. Oh, good. We love that around here. Oh, you do? Okay. Sometimes I get embarrassed with my emotions. If I've learned anything from Ted Lasso, it's that you should never be embarrassed of your emotions. Oh, God bless. But you know what? Where are the Ted Lassos in my neighborhood? Where are the Ted Lassos in my day to day, right? It's so fun to watch that program and think... Mm -hmm. Oh, I wouldn't give to have that guy be my boss or my coworker or, you know, hubba hubba, yeah. my boyfriend. But like, yeah. but there's, there's not enough Ted Lassos. Maybe we have to be our own Ted Lasso. You know, I used to be a Ted Lasso and then I got broken up with so many times that I think I can't be anymore. But, but what anyways. would Ted Lasso say to you about that? If Ted Lasso oh, heard you God. say that, I used to be a Ted Lasso, then I got broken up with so many times. What would Ted Lasso say to you? He would ask me if I was writing some sort of country western song with all this. Exactly. Yeah, he would say exactly. Uh, I, oh, what, what? Who am I looking at? Johnny Cash over here writing these sad songs? Mm-hmm. Lady, you got to pull yourself up. He'd say something like, "Well, uh, you better be grateful that all those people broke up with you, so that when you meet the love of your life, you're single dingle." <gasps> oh my God! Yes. Single right. dingle. Right? Yeah. That's not a thing, but it feels like something Ted would say. You yeah, better be that all those people broke up with you. But that way, when you meet the love of your life, you're going to be single dingle. Oh, single dingle. Oh, my God. This is why you are good at everything you do. You're, you're out here doing dry aerobics. You're in oh. your blind. You're saying things like single dingle, okay? So just own that because a lot of people yeah. aren't doing that. So you're with your nieces, your nephews, your nibblings. Yeah, let's talk about them. Let's talk about it. Okay, so this is truly my happy place. Mm-hmm. It is surrounded by all my nieces and nephews, and I have eight of them. And we are all on a lake in the north that my grandparents bought a little cabin on 70 years ago. And we're all just like doing, you know, nobody's got their phones, no one's ding dongling and binging on their, you know, no one's doing that stuff with their, with their Instagrams. Everybody's just having a time. Maybe we're roasting something. Maybe we're um, eating on a picnic table, but everybody is, and this is my vision. Everybody is laughing, listening, and just being a hundred percent themselves. Oh, I thought you were going to say loving because just because the alliteration was, I, I thought. Oh, I, I should have said it. laughter, listening, laughter, laughing, and loving. God, it's right here on my pillow. Why didn't I just? Oh, yes. yeah. Look, just look at your pillows. Uh, yeah. Okay. Listening, laugh. Yes. This too yeah. shall pass. Got and, it. Okay. Yeah. And gather. I love that pillow you have that says gather. gather. Do you get to go to this lake often? Yes. At least once a year, we try to all get together and we all bring our favorite foods and our favorite stories. And we're just like, we're just there taking a break. Now, how do you get the kids? Because, you know, Tina and Jeremy, you know, if I said we're going to go, oh, you have to go through uh, security at the airport and you have to put your phone in the little basket. Um, I think they'd, you know, set the airport on fire. So how do you, how do you do anything with any amount of time with these kids with not having the screens? That's a, that's a. Put uh, your hot tips out there for everybody else. Hot tips are you don't take it totally away. You don't say this is banned while you're here because that will just be bad luck, right? Nobody would come. But when you get there, we just try to do chunks of time 
where you're not looking at your phone. Maybe we declare it. Maybe it's kind of, as they're getting older, it's kind of fun because it's sort of an unspoken thing. Nobody wants to be the one. To pull. But then you give them time. You say, go ahead, everybody. We're going to do dinner in an hour or something like that. And you have time to go to your room and, you know, text your boyfriend or whatever. A masturbate or whatever. Because when they get to be an age, you know, they just start, you have to give them time to rub it out because that's how they get so antsy. That's how you get them, you know, when they're on the furniture or whatever. Yeah, I don't say that because I don't necessarily want to um, make them think that that's how I'm seeing them. Like, oh, sure. I will have the sex talk with them, but like, I don't want them thinking like, oh, my aunt thinks that I'm a sex addict. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no wait, I, you said, you you said, I, I, I will just put a pin in this because I'm like, let Megs ask, but I got to know if I told Carol and I was going to give the kids the sex talk, she would hit me with a broom or a shovel, whichever is closer. I, I've got to know everything about how you work this out that you're the one giving the sex talk. Well, okay. Maybe I should clarify. I'm not the initiator of the sex talk, but it is made very clear in my one-on-one time that I am there with follow-up, rebuttal questions, answers, because there are things, and we can all think back, think back when your mom or dad, if you were lucky enough to have this conversation, you were just like, I have so many questions, but you are not the one I'm going to ask right now. I am going to sit here sweating, uh, very uncomfortable, lock it away. And then I'm going to find a trusted adult. Maybe it's an older teen. Maybe in this case, it's an aunt who knows, right? And I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that I have put the vibe out that I am the type of person that they could say, Hey, I've been noodling on this for a little while since my mom brought it up. I have some questions or, and occasionally I will do like a very loose, broad introduction. I'm not going to go hard. I'm not going to go specific, but I'll be something like, so your mom told me that you went to prom with a, with a guy that I hadn't heard about. What's this about? And so then they start talking about the guy they went to prom with. And then you can kind of got to vibe it. You can't, they're like wild animals. You can't spook them away. Now is after they go to prom the right time to have this conversation about a sex talk? Cause for me, it's like, get them freshman year homecoming. That's the yeah. first school dance that they go to by the time that things prom, can happen. They could yeah. be having a no. baby in a bathroom by prom. No, here's, or in the here's woods. where this is happening. Yeah, in a blind. So here's where this is happening. Hopefully, and I can't control what my brothers and sisters do as much as I would like to think that I can. Hopefully, they are having that conversation between eighth and ninth grade. You know, before, I think Mm -hmm. we need to, Mm -hmm. right? I just read a statistic. Your kid sees porn at nine. At nine. Are they including, when they say porn, are they including when a kid walks in on the parents? No. Because that's, that's just very local pornography, right? Yeah, that's not, I mean, I think technically porn is when you are creating media of individuals having sex and then either offering it for free or charging other people to watch it. If my child were to walk in on me, and please, Jesus, if I ever have a husband, if that were to happen, no, that would not be porn. That would just be awkward. Yeah, that's, oh, I right. think that's you're confusing the word porn and uh, deeply uncomfortable. And awkward. Yeah, uh, yeah. Same. They're they're holding hands in my head. Yeah, my mother never had the sex talk with me. She thinks she mm. did, and that's adorable. But she never did. I, she what she did do is we were in the car, and I was driving much older, like much much older, out of high okay. school. Okay, 
But yeah, the fact, even the fact that you were driving is mm-hmm. problematic. She should have been driving. That's when the sex talk should be happening. Your child should not be driving the vehicle. You should still be driving the vehicle to any yeah. parents out there listening to this. But listen to the Sorry, segue. Listen to, listen to the segue that brought her into it. And I, I swear on my father, this is what actually happened. The single greatest female rap duo in the history of rap duos, Salt and Pepper came out with a song called Let's Talk About Sex. And it happened to come on the radio. And my mother turned down the volume and said, let's talk about sex. And I turned the volume back up and said, no, let's never do that. You okay. know, you know, a good time to do that, a good time to have that talk with me would have been when I was much younger and I used to go to our neighborhood Italian restaurant, Guido's Pizza Haven, and put on the jukebox the song Do Me by Belle Biv DeVoe in this tiny little Italian restaurant. I would take my quarter right up to that jukebox and I would put Do Me on. And they were like, Mags is back. Which starts with sex noises. You know, I mean, it's not like a subtle. You don't know that when you're a kid. You don't know. Think about all the songs you're singing along to. And you have, whenever a song comes on, I think about my nieces and nephews, like, oh, this is inappropriate. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, the the things I used to sing, come on, come on. Yeah. I don't know if this is good or bad, but but, uh, over the weekend, my sister and I were playing with my little dreamboat, Vincent. You know, he's the one that calls me Auntie Dunk. Uh, We were at my aunt's house, who's his grandmother. For some reason, we started playing the song Low by Florida, and he was laughing so hard because it would be like when it was when we'd say she got low 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 you know it would dip down and he thought that was hilarious and then when it gets to the line that says turn around and give that big booty a smack uh we would tap him on the butt and he was laughing so hard he couldn't stand up and then later we were like are we giving him like a butt fetish like what are we doing to this poor kid because he and then he said uh he said to my sister want to slap grammy's big booty and then we were like oh god what a what have we done? Turn the music off. That's how you get well-rounded, though. What if he went off to college and he didn't know anything about booties or whatever? Yeah. I, you know, that's just a counterpoint, you know, in the scenario. And, and we, because- don't, we don't want to freak these kids out and make them think that they can't enjoy a big booty and smack it. What we want to attach onto that is, do you have the consent of the person? Yeah. Do they like you to be smacked? doing it respectfully, right? Do they feel okay, right? Getting smacked and you want to get that consent. So maybe that's a follow-up, but not now, right? He's, how old is he? Boy. He's little. Oh God, no. You're not going to sit him down and be like, sign this, you know, affidavit that says that you will mm-hmm. see consent. But what you can say is, you could you know, notarize it though, because you also became a notary in the. In, in, I did, I did. When I went back and I got my accounting degree, I was like, yeah. you know, you always need with this stuff a notary public. That's true. So why am I going to send that time and money to somebody else when I could just be my own notary? You're so powerful. You, uh, I hate to Brene Brown this, but you, you're somebody who claims their own power. Okay. Oh yeah, it's but true. You, you know, it's so interesting, Kay, because you know, I look at you and I feel like you know, you really do. You are a powerful po- person. You put up posters at the Y. They told you not to. Started this dry aerobics class, basically, and you know, you give it the kids, not just the kids, but me, your friends. You are giving such good advice. You know, I'm getting all riled up and I'm saying your kid, you know, the nieces and nephews and nibblings are going to rub up on your furniture and I'm off on my own thing. And then you say, please don't say that. That's, I'm I not going to. I'm sure the you, example you were going to use was the whole blind deaf conversation. But yeah, use oh the no. furniture and the kids. 
Yeah, that one I that one I need to um think about later, but but I feel like the way that you're talking to us, if you're talking to your nieces, nephews, and siblings like this, I have to say you're doing an amazing job because you are saying things, it's really a conversation. You know, sometimes parents say, Don't do this and do do this, but aunts, uncles and ungendered aunts and uncles, you know, I gotta say, this is our job is to have a really back and forth conversation with these kids and making them feel heard. And I think that you do an excellent job of having these kids out. Amen. Well, I try. I just, oh God, more than anything, I just want them to know that like, I kind of still know what I'm talking about. I'm not, you know, I'm not their mom. I'm not their dad. And that to me, I feel like you said it. That's that's the role right there. You're not the mom. Yeah. You're not the dad. You get to be this special other superhero cool person and they hopefully you evolve with the kid and mm-hmm. god willing they see you as somebody that they can um they can turn to now we have always said on this podcast from day one the most wonderful phrase that an aunt can hear is the phrase don't tell my mother right mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. the most wonderful phrase and the best phrase you could chills. say you did right mm-hmm. yeah. did you mm-hmm. some? because yeah. you know that's going to be followed by the hottest piece of goss that has ever been uttered. that kid is like i need your help and i please don't tell my mother and then you're yep. like how do i problem solve for whatever you did without my own sister knowing and yep. i yep. love that I've yep. done that the other way to the kids where I've said to them, don't tell don't your mother. Don't tell your mother. Yeah. You know, it's when I had to borrow money from them that time. But I said, don't tell your mother, you know, and well, they, they did. They, yeah. they did. But to be fair, it was probably they, the money they stole from you in the first place. It was getting it back. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. I thought but I was that's really. Actually, that's actually yeah. a compliment to your nieces and nephews that you said, don't do this because they were like, I that's actually an act of love because I think that they wanted to tell because they really do love you and they wanted to make sure everything was okay. Okay. That's how I see that story. Okay. Let's go with that version. Yeah. Because that that really changed. It reframes it for me. Let's do a reframe. Oh, it really feels good. My therapist tells me to do that all the time. My therapist is like, you need to reframe your thoughts. I just want to say like most of our conversations, we have been going on for a long time, but it seems like a second has passed. It seems like one American second. What are they? How do they measure seconds in England? Does anybody know that? Oh, is that the doomsday the clock? Uh, yeah, the doomsday clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like one doomsday. We're second. one minute closer to midnight. Yes, we Isn't are. Isn't that how they do it with the doomsday clock? Wait, what oh, happens? is that nuclear war? What I think we can all that? rest. I think that's what it is. We all get to rest finally. Oh, yeah. God, I'm for is that. It, Let's get to is midnight. Is that the one? Is the Doomsday Clock the one where Will Smith has to punch that alien right in the face? That mm-hmm. is not without my daughter. <gasps> God, Ooh, I didn't even know he was in that. He is so good. And you know what? He's a chameleon. Drive-by fruiting. <laughs> Wait, that's. I think that's Mrs. Doubtfire. No, that's the one with Sally Field. That's what they There's were so afraid the of. She had to get back to the States. Yeah, She starts the union because people are um, hurting people with fruit. That's exactly right. And her mom put bleach in her hoonie. God, she's really done it all. Well, I agree. I mean, it's felt like no time has gone by at all, but I guess some time has gone by. And I got to say, we're going to do the mantra here. It's your turn, but can I be honest? This is so true. I'm kind of sad about my hysterectomy. So can I read it this week? You know what? Whatever blows your hair back. How about this? Whatever blows your whistle. (gasps) Oh, 
Whatever blows your whistle. But I think, what you, I think what you did right there, Max, was you blew your whistle and you said, listen, I need everybody to be alert because I need a little something for my friends. Okay. And if you hadn't blown your whistle, Pat wouldn't have been able to give you what you need. So good for you. I give you kudos. Oh my God. Okay. Is this from is this from that psychology class you took? Yeah. I've almost got my sociology degree. Oh my God. You've done so much. And not to this is not to, you know, besmirch all the other people that we've had on who are lovely in their own way. You are a thousand times smarter than anyone who's ever been on this program. Without and I mean a doubt. And without that's a doubt. Ball. That's a oh, low yeah. ball. That's low. That's low. I hope they don't listen to it and I'm sure that they don't. So it's all fine. And you know what? I want to say this too. You can come back. Any time you want. This is the, this is, I'll be honest. When I came on, I was like, okay, don't blow it so hard that they don't say it would be so much fun to have you back. You didn't even anticipate that amazing whistle uh, 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 analogy that you just came up with. You didn't even, you didn't even know. That's how smart you are. It's like, you couldn't, it was just in there. It was, what's that word? Germinating? It was German, germaphobes. Oh, you were germaphobing the whole Thing. And, you know, not a lot of people would become a notary public, mm-hmm. an accountant, but you just almost get their sociology, sociology degree. The study of right. human behavior, like you don't already do that so well, you're going to be even right. better at it. You're the your well, neighborhood I, watching all of us. Yeah. And don't forget, because I don't talk about it, but I also am a lawyer. Oh, we would never forget that because I think we're going to need to use your services after most people hear the whole blind deaf conversation. Yeah. Could you take a look at that later? Just let me know. Just send me a transcript because I do like to read things in black and white, divorce myself of the emotionality and see what kind of trouble we're in. I'm going to read the mantra for the week written by the poet laureate of this podcast and the patron saint of this podcast, Carol Doyle. All right, here it is. Friend your aunt already. She has some great posts she's tagged you in. And oh my God, can I tell you, this is very true because my aunts have tagged me and so many posts about the relationship between aunts and nieces. And, you know, when I was when I was going through my own personal 9-11, they kept tagging me in things that were uh, like, God has better things in store for you. Oh, I love that one because it's a mystery. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that rings very true to me. Yeah. But also, like, that goes both ways, right? Because I'm I'm tagging these kids like crazy. I'm posting all these pictures now. I like to get permission from their moms and dads before I tag. Wow. Um, people can come look. I think that's a takeaway tip too for my fellow aunties and uncles listening. Get permission because these aren't, are not your children and they will have a digital footprint for the rest of their goddamn life. Yeah. You know, be the aunt you wish to see in the world is what I've always said. Oh my God. That's so true. And actually, I. I can't believe Carol hasn't written that now that I give say her, it out loud. Give her, a, give her a chance because she'll hear this, forgot that she heard it, and write it to us in the future. And I'm excited for that day. <laughs> me too. You know, it's, it makes me feel a little bit bad to talk about Facebook in front of you, Pat, because uh, Tina and Jeremy reported her as a Russian bot, so she can't get her account back up and running. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? You know what I'm going to say? Maybe that's the greatest gift they've ever given you because... I'm going to say something that we could do a whole nother 90 minutes on, but we cannot. So if and when I come back, I would like when? to see Mark's, uh, oh, you name it. Oh, when? Oh, you're saying when? I thought you were like, when? Like, when can you come back? I was like, Let me Yeah, go. but like, what do you got? Franklin Next Planner. Week but I would like to see, um, here's my controversial statement. I would like to see Mark Zuckerberg 
tried at The Hague. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he has crimes against humanity. So, Pat, I think that this is actually a solid, as the kids say, that these kids have done. Takes you off this whole landscape. It's, oh. it's, it's a toxic place. Oh, my God. What are you? You are some sort of super genius. And I, re- I like, you know, just the fact that you were able to reframe something that happened to Pat, something happened to me. You just reframe it. You're so positive. You are your own Ted Lasso. I used to be, but you are presently our Ted Lasso. That is and the I greatest you. compliment you could pay me. Ladies, this has been a spa. This has been a spa for my, oh. my self-esteem. Same. I have just felt very heard and seen, as I always do with UK and with Mags. I just feel like I got listened to, even when I say things that I probably shouldn't have said. You know, you guys aren't just like, you know, shutting me out and saying, you know, get out of here, you dumb idiot. You really take the time to gently say, "Mm, no. And I appreciate that. And I just want to say to both of you, you know, Kay, I love you. And Mags, I love you. I love you you so much. And I want to thank the two of you for creating a platform for people like me to just come on and be themselves. What a gift. Thank you for saying platform instead of sinkhole. Yeah. Because I think of, I do sometimes think of it, we created a sinkhole for people to yell their opinions from. But I like platform because it reminds me of you blind. And I think that's terrific. Well, I love you guys so much and I'm so thankful. And uh, I hope you both have a lovely week. All right. I'll see you guys. They'll come over to the blind. We'll have, um, we'll have a glass. <gasps> yeah. Pino, get some okay. Pinot up there. Okay. All right. Love you guys. Love you too. Love you. Thank you for listening to Those Who Ant at Baby Makers podcast starring Colleen Doyle as Rance, Pat and Dana Curcioli as your Auntie Mags. If you liked this podcast, subscribe, rate, and review us. Aunt Kay is the stellar Kate James. Kate is a contributor for Slate's Trumpcast, plays Trisha on the podcast Hello from the Magic Tavern, and can be seen on Showtime's Work in Progress. Our theme song was performed by The Cues, and you can follow them at The Cues Music on Instagram. Follow Those Who Ants on Instagram and Twitter, and if you have any questions for the ants, email us at thoseuants at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and call your aunt for God's sakes!